yourself. Welcome back to another episode of Stuffing the Stat Sheet. I'm your host, Joey Ricotta. And joining me again, he was on the very first episode of this podcast. His name is Alex Keeler. He's a writer at primetimesportstalk.com. He's my buddy, and he does excellent work over there. This podcast is also sponsored by them. Quick little plug. But, um, yeah, and that's where you can find all my work as well when I do work because it seems like I don't have much time lately to actually write anything. But I did write the Chicago Cubs top five prospects. Anyways, this is a long drug out <laughs> intro. <laughs> Alex, how's it going, man? Welcome back. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me again. Uh, it's nice to be back, and I'm doing pretty well. Um, you know, busy uh, working a lot lately. It's been picking up a lot of work at my job at the actually the Home Depot I'm working at now. So, you know, the su- the spring and the summer are going to be the busiest, but it's been picking up now lately since it's been nice nice weather out. So, yeah, I'm trying to write as much as I can, but also been busy with that and also school. I'm in college right now, so. Jeez, man, you got a lot going on. And then you have the minor league uh, internship too, right? Yeah, I'm going to be doing that. Um, it was supposed to happen last year, but then with the season getting – you know, canceled, of course, the minor league season. Uh, it's going to happen this year in May now, since the season's going to be starting in May for the minor leagues. So excited for that. Hopefully we can get it rolling and do some things there with that. Yeah, that's what's up, man. You definitely got to let us know how that goes when you first get started and mm-hmm. let us know what you're, what they have you doing. You know, do you even know what you're going to be doing or is it kind of like a wait and see type thing? Oh yeah, I know. I basically like going to be covering the team like it's a beat. It's like beat writer writer internship. So I'll be like uh, just pretty much watch, going to every game and watching them, and then writing an article after every game uh, and saying what happened. And obviously, also inter- interviewing players as well. So I'm not sure how it's going to work for this, like for a pandemic type season, because like mm-hmm. all the restrictions, but. I think I can. I'll be able to still go to like the whatever the Zoom the Zoom interviews or something like that. Whatever they do with that. Yeah, yeah. I gotta stay far apart and do all that. Yeah, you probably mentioned that in the past. I don't know why. I just didn't remember what you were actually doing, but um, or what you were going to be doing with them. But I'm sure you mentioned that you were gonna be like doing the beat writer stuff for them. Um. What's the what's the team again? It's um it's the the Scranton uh, Wilkesboro Rare Riders. It's the Yankees Triple A team. Yeah, Triple A. Okay, I didn't know. I knew it was the Yankees, but yeah, uh, yeah, man, that's awesome though. Yeah, I'm sure you're getting busy, like you said, with uh, did you say Home Depot. You're at yeah. So that's got to be a lot of people trying to do some home improvements now that it's getting a little nicer out. Oh, yeah, getting crazy. And I work in the lumber department, so it's been a lot of people getting, you know, wood, like wood and stuff. So, <laughs> well, hey, let's bring the lumber today, yeah, and uh, smack some of these picks out of the park. What do you say? Let's give some people some cheese plays because that's what we're going to be talking about today. Oh yeah, I'm ready. It's payday. Big, big cheese. 
We gotta get that cheese. All right. Some sweet 16 action. Yeah, dude. Sweet 16. It's the best time of the year as far as college basketball goes. I mean, you know, opening week, uh, first round, and then the second round uh, last weekend. Uh, it was it was fun. I mean, we had a lot of close games uh, for the most part. Just a lot of, you know, crazy upsets, as we always do. Um, your team, Syracuse, uh, the Orange, they won both of their matchups, so they're in the Sweet 16. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty cool to see, man. What do you what do you uh, what do you think about that matchup with with Houston? I, I think it's a really good matchup. I I'm I'm really feeling confident about the Syracuse team right now. Buddy Bayham's been going off, hitting whatever it was, bunch of threes in the last well the last two game the first two games of the tournament. He's been just he's been killing it. Um, some of the other guys like Gurrier uh, and uh, what's his name? Joe Girard. They've been they've been like really on fire, you know, for this tournament. So it's been it's been awesome to see. Um, and it's just Syracuse is always dangerous. It's double uh, double seated. I mean, a double. What's the word I'm trying to say? What the, double digit seed. Double digit or, seed. They've always been dangerous. It's actually the third time in five years that they've made it to the sweet 16 at a double digit seed. So it's, it's kind of crazy that they can just then never under underestimate them pretty much. Yeah, no, for sure. And a lot of people thought that they didn't deserve to be in the tournament, but I mean, I, I, I saw how they played that final game uh, uh, of the tournament of the conference tournament that they were in. And you know, I think they earned it in that game yeah. because they really played a heck of a game. Um, I'm trying to think of who the heck they were playing now. I think, uh, Virginia, and then they lost on that buzz- buzzer beater. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 it exactly. Yeah, they they lost. You know, right down to the finish, though. I mean, um, you know, of course, Buddy Beheim, you mentioned it. Um, he's on fire right now. I mean, he's 13 of 23 from beyond the arc. Yeah. Um, in the tournament, so uh, you know. You know, Gerard, these guys, they're shooting well. Um, that's actually, I'll, I'll just start there. That's one of my cheese plays. Um, yeah, you're stealing mine, too. That was mine. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, this is, this, see, this is why I brought it up first, because I kind of had a feeling yeah. that you would be on this, this uh, train. So tell me why you like Syracuse. I mean, you, you mentioned why, I mean, yeah. you know, kind of, but. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, for me, it's kind of more of a homer pick since I'm a Syracuse fan, but just, <laughs> like, just like I said, with Bayheim being on fire, like you said, 13 to 23 from behind the arc, 55 points overall. He had 30 points in the first game and then 25 in the second. And then some of their other players, like I said, Guerrier, Quincy Guerrier, uh, Alan Griffin, and then Dol- Dolajai too, Marie Dol- Dolajai, he's been excellent. Uh, as well, uh, the big the big man there. So, uh, and it's it's going to be a close matchup, but but you know it, the line is um, what's the line? It's at six and a half. 
So I definitely think it's going to stay close and they're going to be able to stay in the game. And if they don't win, they'll be able to cover the spread. <clears throat> so I, I definitely feel confident in them covering. Um, so I th- uh, what's his name? Justin or not? Ju- yeah. Justin Gorham is a big player for the, for Houston. So he, and also Quentin Grimes, <clears throat> he's been averaging 18.1 points per game. So it's going to be, I think it's going to be battle between him and Bayheim behind the arc. They've been, they shoot very well. So I, I think it'll end up probably turning into like a shooting battle and, but it'll stay close. So I think it'll stay within six points. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, of course, I do think Syracuse has a chance to to pull out the win outright, but um, yeah, you know, might as well just be safe and take the six and a half points because uh, I think it's well within reason. Six and a half, keep it within two two possessions. Yeah. I think that's definitely well within reason. Um, you know, Syracuse's solid two three defense that they play. I think that. Um, along with the way that they've been shooting. As you mentioned, Bayheim just shooting the lights out. Um, I think, you know, I mean, look, at they held, they held San Diego State to 35.8% shooting and held West Virginia to 37.1% from the floor. So, I mean, and I, to be honest with you, I'm higher. I was higher on both of those teams than Houston. Mm-hmm. I'm not all that high on Houston. I mean, they're a solid team, I think, but I just think this is a good matchup for Syracuse. And I think people are kind of hopping off the train. Once they got into the the sweet 16, it looks like the money's going towards Houston. I I think it might be a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I wasn't really too high on Houston either. Like going into the tournament, even I like, I think this is their biggest uh, competition so far. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, what else you got, Alex? Well, you got a, uh, another mm-hmm. cheese player too. Yeah, my other one I was looking at was actually or- Oral Roberts, the one that pulled the big upsets the first two rounds. Um, fifteen seed for the second fifteen seed to make it. You know after. Florida Gulf Coast um, in, what was it, 2015, I think it was. But, yeah, they've been really really good, uh, led by Max Abmus, sophomore guard, and uh, he's the leading scorer in Division I. So in the regular season he was. um, And Kevin O'Banner, he's been really solid. And uh, the the line for that game against Arkansas is eleven and a half, so I think they can do enough to stay in the game within double digits. Uh, I don't really think I, I don't know. I'm not going to go full behind them winning the game. I, I don't think they're going to win. They're going to be the first team to make the um, the first fifteen seed to make the lead eight. But I think they will stay in the game for sure because they've been able to stay in I mean obviously they've been able to win game the both first round first two rounds so I think they can definitely make it competitive like they have 
Yeah, you know, with these uh, with these real high seeds, you know, when you see these upsets and stuff, a lot, a lot of times the momentum will carry them into that second game, and then they'll take out the next opponent. And, I mean, Oral Roberts is a good team. They're a solid team. They're just yeah. pretty underrated, I think, um, just because of, you know, who they play against during the season and uh, being, you know, not as big as teams like Ohio State, Florida, you know, the two teams that they beat, um, or even Arkansas. But, um, you know, a lot of times you get into that second weekend or you, you play in the Sweet 16 and it's it just gets to be a completely different challenge uh, facing a team like Arkansas where, you know, they're not going to be taking you lightly like maybe the other two teams were or you kind of caught them by surprise. They're able to kind of watch the tape and see what you were able to do to be successful um, as a basketball team. So, um, you know, I, I, I think it's definitely possible that they can stay within the points there. Um, but I'm like, I'm like you, I, I probably wouldn't take them to go outright. But, yeah, that's a solid call. Um, yeah, the next one I'm going with here. Uh, I was looking at the Villanova and Baylor game. Mm -hmm. So let me see where it's at currently. Because I saw Baylor was favored by seven. Okay, so Baylor's actually favored by seven and a half right now. Mm. And it oh, this game opened up at five and a half. Yeah, that's what it's for. Yeah, and the, to and the total was it opened at 133. Hmm. which it's already been bet up to 142. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like in the spread, of course, at uh, seven and a half. But I still I still like the over on this. Hmm. Call me crazy. See, I like Villanova to cover. Yeah. I think Villanova can cover that. I think it's been bet up too much. Uh, to the point with seven and a half points, I would take the points with Villanova, but I'm not gonna mm -hmm. call that one of my cheese plays. Right. I think the cheese play here would be the over, because you know, yeah, Villanova they've lost their star, Colin uh, Gillespie, uh, after the season-ending injury, but um, I think both these teams, like Villanova, is still a pretty damn good shooting team. Yeah. And uh, I mean they they love to shoot threes, both these teams. And they make them at high rates. Um Baylor, you know, they pace the nation in three point percentage, 41.5%. 41.5%, yeah. And uh Baylor Baylor's third and Villanova's sixth in adjusted offensive efficiency according to Ken Palm. So I, I really think this game will be, even though uh, Baylor gets high praise for their defense, I think Villanova is just going to put up some points here in, no matter what. So, yeah, I'm taking the over uh, 142. Yeah, I like that pick. Uh, I was like, for my, I did the best bets, my Captain Keeler's best bets, um, that came out yesterday, um, and I did for that game. I like I was doing bets for every game, so I did that one 
I I picked the Barreler money line because I just don't feel confident enough in anything else to really. I I, I definitely feel confident in Baylor winning the game outright. So I just the the line is not large enough. I don't I don't think they're be able to cover. Like you said, I think Villanova's going to cover, but I just don't really feel confident enough in either one to do that, or even the over under. I don't really feel confident enough in it. Just. So I would I would take a Baylor outright if I was to bet on it, which I probably wouldn't anyway. So. Yeah, and that's the one thing that sucks too. Like me taking the over at one forty two, knowing I could have had it at a much lower number. Um, yeah. You know, you're not getting you're not getting closing line value, so that does make it tough. And yeah, I hear you about not feeling completely confident about this game because um, Baylor's defense is good enough to shut a team down as we've seen um but yeah i mean i don't know if you take the baylor money line you're probably not going to get the greatest uh value there either so it's kind of like that's like might be kind of a wash there i don't know yeah that's why i would like if i had to do it i would i would that's the bet i would use like probably or like if but I probably, I'm not going to bet on that game anyway, I don't think. Yeah, I hear you. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, like, even, like, this year is just so weird, like, how everything's gone. It's like, since, obviously, Barrelers, they were out for, they had a, they were in COVID protocols for three three weeks. So, like, you don't even know how to, tr- you can't even really trust them because they just, they, when they came back, they were playing, like, not even that great. I mean, obviously they played great in the first two rounds, but you don't know what if they're gonna stay stay consistent even. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they like they might have the best backcourt in the nation uh, with Jared Butler, yeah. Davion Mitchell, and uh, and Teague, but you know, like you said, are they gonna stay consistent? And they've ta- they've had time off. Um, I don't know. It's it's gonna be tough, man. It's, it's gonna be a game I'm looking forward to watching, though. Oh yeah, that one's at what five? Yeah, five fifteen p.m. Eastern. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, do you have another pick, Alex? Or uh, no, those are the main ones I was looking at. Yeah. So wait. So so recap. Uh, what 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 are your bets? So I had um, Syracuse at plus six and a half, and Oral Roberts at um, plus eleven and a half. Those are the ones. Those are the two that I had. Those are the two main ones I had that I liked. All right, nice. And I have Syracuse along with you, getting six and a half points, and I have. Uh, Villanova Baylor over 142 with a with a slight lean to Villanova plus seven and a half, but mm-hmm. not like you know, not making that a, a pick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's it for cheese place today. Uh, hopefully, you guys make some cash, and now we're gonna dive right into some fantasy baseball. Yeah, so. We got all, all these drafts going on this weekend. Everybody's got a draft. You know, they want to set them up for the weekend. I know I've got two today. 
I've got two tomorrow. I had one last night, um, one just about every night during the week. But um, especially a lot of these home leagues and stuff, you want to you want to set the drafts up to times that everybody can make it. So it's normally on the weekend. Um, and opening day, as we talked about off the air, it's Thursday. So it's right around the corner. And this is the last opportunity to have fantasy baseball drafts on the weekend. So um, with that said, I mean, and, and uh, first of all, I'm excited to, you know, be in a league against you. We'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. You know, it's going to be fun. Um, but, uh, yeah. With that said, let's dive in and talk about it a little bit. Let's give out a couple of sleeper picks that we like this year. Uh, guys that are going really late in drafts. Um, basically, these will be like bonus cheese plays, but just fantasy yeah. baseball versions. Um, right. Alex, give me one sleeper you're, you're high on this year. This is going to be a, a kind of a homer pick, but I like Domingo Herman. He was... Actually, just named pretty much named the fifth starter for the Yankees this year. Um, as Davey Garcia was, he was sent back to AAA um, just yesterday. So, um, so that pretty much shores up Herman as the fifth starter for the Yankees, uh, and he's been pitching very well for the, for them in the in spring training. Has been shown he can come back strong after he was. You know, he, Everybody knows he's been out for that uh, domestic violence incident. He uh, he was out for he was suspended for a bit, a bit of time there. Um, but this spring he's been really solid, striking out thirteen in nine innings um, and just allowing six base runners. So that pre- that pretty much gave the Yankees an easy decision to give, name him the fifth starter. Uh, I think he's going to be really solid for their rotation this year. You know, the back end, the the rotation with it's going to be, you know, obviously Cole at the top, and then Kluber. You got Kluber, Tyone, and Montgomery, and then and then Herman. So with that, with the Yankees team, he'll be able to pick up wins because of their offense, and he. I think he's going to pitch really well for them. Uh, He was he was pitching well the. The last time he pitched uh, before the suspension, so I think he can definitely do some big things. So that's somebody he can pick up in the late rounds. I don't think anybody's really going to be targeting him in early rounds, so he'd probably be really late. He'd probably end up picking him up in the probably one even one of the your last rounds of the draft of a draft. So or even just on the waiver wire, depending on if people if anybody ends up even drafting him at all. Yeah, definitely. That's somebody to keep an eye on, okay. I think. Uh, if Like, if he's not drafted, if you're in a shallower league, um, in these deep leagues, yeah, um, he's definitely somebody to target in the later rounds. I, I like that call a lot because, yeah, as you said, he's been pitching really well in the spring, and... Um, he's locked into a rotation spot now. Yeah. So like before coming into the spring, we didn't know if he would be or not, but um, I, I like that pick a lot. Um, I'm trying to find his ADP on NFBC. 
Man, I'm having a hard time finding it. Looking now. Uh, let's see. As of to, let's see, what's today's date? The twenty seventh or twenty. You got to scroll way down to find them. So let me see. So I I broke it to the thirteenth, which would be two weeks ago. I just filtered it that way because I want to get like the most recent ADP. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what does it say on your end, though? Sorry. My, uh, mine says two thirty three point one seven for that for that date range. Two thirty three. That's where he's going. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. What did I just pass him over? Uh, yeah. Two thirty three point one seven. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's so. That's still. I mean, that's still not a bad. That's not a bad range. That's late enough to where it's like I would feel very comfortable taking him in that area. Yeah, I mean, even like I mentioned, David Garcia. Even him, he's at like even like, he's at four hundred nine point four nine. I mean, even him, you can end up taking, and he'll he'll probably end up making starts this year. He's just because he was sent down doesn't mean he's not going to be up at some point. It will still probably end up take, making like 10 starts or more this year. Cause he, yeah, he'll pitch he was, for he sure this so, year. He was just so good last year. He's no way he's not going to end up being up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just because he's got to iron some things out right now. Um, you know, doesn't mean anything. He'll He'll definitely be. I agree with you. He'll be there. Plus, that's that's not a bad strategy if you wanted to, uh, you know, draft a Herman and then later get Garcia, and then maybe you know, what if Herman struggles mm-hmm. uh, in the season, and they're like, all right, let's call up Davey, and he's got his spot, you yeah. know. So it's kind of a solid backup plan if you're gonna, and you're drafting for the upside, and it's possible that you get both of them. Uh, pitching in the same, you know, for your fantasy team because yeah. it could be an injury or something to somebody else. Knock on wood, I know you don't want to hear that. Oh, uh, yeah, Jesus. Being a Yankees fan, but um, oh. uh, we know how the Yankees do. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's hope that's not the case this year, though, because there's too, many, too much talent on that uh, roster for them not to be healthy, and we want to see that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one of the guys that I like late in drafts, he's just kind of like steady Eddie, mm-hmm. and I and I can't stand that I'm gonna mention him to be honest with you because, like, I mean, I, I don't know, we just want to make this a Homer episode, but being <laughs> a Cubs fan, I can't stand that I'm gonna mention this because he's a Cardinal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not quite as Homerish as it gets. Uh, in fact, it's probably the anti-Homer pick. Uh, it's it's Adam Wainwright. So I know he's not he's not the sexiest name. You know he doesn't get a ton of strikeouts, but you know he's 39 years old, which somebody could look at that and say, well, that isn't that a bad thing? Well, it's not a great thing. But when you take into consideration the fact that he got a little bit of rest last year, he didn't have to pitch like a full workload of a season, and he was effective last year. Um, 
you know, he pitched pretty damn well. He had, he had a, um, let me find it here. Just had it pulled up. A 3.15 ERA in 10 outings, and he pitched 65 and two-thirds innings while striking out 54 batters. You know, he doesn't give up many home runs. His home run per nine rate's always low. You know, um, I think in a season where everybody's questioning where the innings are going to come from, from a lot of these starting pitchers, um, Wainwright's a guy that he should give the Cardinals innings. You know, if there's one guy that's going to be in there eating a bunch of innings, you know, Carlos Martinez has had a bunch of injuries in the past. Um, you've got guys like Michaelis, who who knows what's going on with him. Um, one guy that should be eating innings is going to be Wainwright, and Wainwright is going late. I mean, I just drafted him tonight uh, for an NFBC team. Let's see, what round did I even get him in? I drafted him in... This is not very good podcasting. So I drafted him in the 23rd round, mm-hmm. which that's actually that's higher than I drafted him in any other league that I've gotten him. And I, he might have kept falling. But I was like, Wainwright, consistency, um, let me just take that right there because I want the innings. Yeah. Uh, probably could have gotten him, you know, in the uh, like the twenty seventh or something, because I've definitely gotten him later than that. But yeah, I like Wainwright this year late. Yeah, that's a good pick. I like it. Yeah, for my next sleeper, um, which I don't know how much of a sleeper he'll be. It depends on the league that you're in, uh, who you're drafting with, of course, if they are aware of the situation or not, but. Uh, James Karinchek, who is being drafted very high, um, you know he's a he's an upside guy, you know, but he has not been handed the closer role. It's not really how Terry Francona wants to use him. It sounds like it sounds like Francona wants to use him as like a fireman type of role, like Josh Hader has been in the past with the Brewers or like Andrew Miller with the Indians um, when he was with the Indians. But um, it doesn't sound like he wants to use Karinchek like that in that way as far as just a, uh, a closer goes. So the guy that's been pitching well and they, that they really seem to like is Nick Whitgren. Um, Tom Withers of the Associated Press, he wrote that, you know, Francona has high praise for Wickren, and he could be a closing option to start the year. So that's something that I've been looking at. I mean, you know, in 80 appearances over the past two years, Wickren has posted a 2.99 ERA. So I think he's definitely worth a late-round flyer. And if Karinczak somehow falls in the draft and you can double up on these guys... It might be the best scenario for me. I'm personally, I'm just out on Karen check, even though I, I love him as a pitcher. I mean, he's just dominant. Um, I just don't want to draft him where he is. So I'd much rather let everybody else take him and I'll just wait to the later rounds and grab the guy who's actually getting the, the saves in Cleveland. 
So, what do you think about that, Alex? Do you do you like that, or are you kind of like, dude, you're crazy. Don't don't go with uh, Nick Wickren. No, I don't hate it. I mean, I think it's a good move. I, I mean, if you want to take a late flyer on him, that's not the the worst thing you can do. So, yeah, um, I mean. It's it, mainly it's coming from like a place of like saves are so hard to come by. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. I think it's if you need somebody that can get saves and you can definitely go with him too. Well, um, yeah. yeah, I found somebody else that I probably I can maybe take a flyer on Spencer Howard of the Phillies. Um, his ADP is 588.63 right now. Um, it was optioned to triple a, um, when was it a couple days ago? Uh, he's had some back, back issues. Um, and that's the main, the main reason he was options. He was, he probably would have been able to have a chance to make the opening day roster if it wasn't for that. But, um, he's going to be up at some point, you know, once he can resume throwing and get, get over these back issues, he'll be He'll probably be called up. So, I he's going to be good for the Phillies this year in the rotation. I think uh, he was pitching well in the spring. So, when he's healthy, he's going to he's definitely going to be a big part, big part of their team, their rotation. So, and they're going to be in the hunt the whole season. So, I he's definitely a guy you can take a flyer on in the late round. I mean, there's no reason not to. There's no reason to stay away from him, really. I think it's he's bound to break out. I think this year, mm-hmm. you got the stuff, so you just got to stay healthy on the and stay on the field. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned it. I mean, he's got the been dealing with the back spasms thing. I think is the most recent recent issue, right? Yeah. But um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, he pitched better than how it looked last season, too. I mean, his ERA was a 5.92, but his ex-ERA, his expected ERA, was a 4.27, which isn't great. But, you know, he's a young pitcher, and he didn't pitch too many innings. 24 and a third innings for your first big league action. I mean, that's not – he still struck out about a batter per inning. So, um you know, he definitely, like you said, he's got potential. He should be there at some point. Um, you know, the, the, um, hard hit rate, he, he did a good job of minimizing that last year and exit velocity. So, um, yeah, I, I like that pick, especially he's a, he's a steal. I mean, you're basically, you could take him with like your last pick of the draft if you're in a deep draft at this point and yeah. just hang on to him until he gets the call. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a few of those guys. Well, you're gonna like, like some of the guys that are gonna be coming up, like aren't they're not gonna start up in the majors, but they'll be called up at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there are. There's a few guys like that this year. That's what makes it fun, and it's almost like, okay, do I risk letting them maybe not get drafted and then 
claim them off waivers, but what if I can't claim them off waivers and somebody else does, you know? Yeah. So where are you at? Like, just to talk a little, like, quick strategy here before we wrap up, but uh, where are you at on, like, the first week of the season? So you're you're doing your draft this weekend or maybe the night before opening day. Uh, where are you at as far as, like, are you drafting, preparing for – of course, we're preparing for the season, but are you drafting at times? Like, will you use some of your picks, like knowing that you might only have them on your team just for a little bit, and then you're going to be ending up like cutting them for somebody that's a little bit, you know, juicier or has a like a higher upside? Like, you're just basically streaming somebody, uh, like you would off of waivers. Say they're facing the Pirates or something. Um, huh. Cubs, they are, but um, you know, say like it's in like an Alec Mills situation or something. Like I'm gonna put him in, I'm gonna draft him at the end of a draft just to use him for like two weeks, and then I'll cut bait with him, and I'll I know that that's gonna be my expendable piece. Or are you more of the mindset of like, well, my last picks here in the draft, I'm gonna take it like and use that. That something that could help me down the road instead of worrying about getting off to a hot start. I'm going to worry about the long game and I'm going to get somebody like Spencer Howard or Davey Garcia instead. I think I'm more on the boat of the latter, the, you, uh, looking at the future more because I think I'd rather look at like what am I going to be at, what position I'm going to be at like later in the season. Like if I'm going to be in a position position to make the playoffs or whatever if i can make a run, deep run or whatever whatever it is so i think some having somebody like you know like you said david garcia or spencer howard would be in my best interest rather than getting off to a hot start because you can always make up for it too like if you get off to a slow start you can always make up for it by having one of those guys like you mentioned yeah that makes sense yeah because you can always just cut that expendable piece or you know, whoever, maybe there's reports that come out later that say, I mean, just for example, like Spencer Howard, well, his back's worsened. So then you're going to end up having to cut him or put him on your IL or something. And you can deal with that later. So yeah, that makes sense. Cause swing for the fences, I guess. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hey Alex, this has been fun, man. Um, I guess let's just go over all of our picks before we close yeah. it out. Um, so you had, go ahead, let everybody know what you had for college and for your for your college picks for today, and um, your sleeper picks for baseball. Yeah. So for the March Madness game, Sweet Sixteen, I had the I had the Syracuse Orange minus or plus six and a half. And I had Or Or Roberts. Uh, never gonna get tired of saying that name. You can make a funny joke if you want. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't take it up the ass when I say this. But um, you want to get your ass beat? You can trust me. You can stay. Get your ass beat. But that's- you can stay. Get your ass beat. Okay. You can stay. Get your ass beat. All right. I don't like that talk. Yeah, uh, yeah, I had them at plus, what was it, 11 and a half, I think. 
Plus, yeah, plus 11 and a half, I believe. Yeah. Yep. So I had, yeah, I had them. Those are the two picks, college picks that I had. And then for my sleeper picks for baseball, it was Domingo Herman, and then kind of a bonus was David Garcia, uh, and then Spencer Howard. So, yeah, like we talked about, well, I'm excited for fantasy draft that we both of us are going to be in for the one I'm hosting tonight. And then the season to start, we're less than a week away. So definitely excited for that. And then March Madness to get going even farther, see who wins. I mean, Gonzaga is the favorites, but we'll see if they win, if they become the first undefeated team ever to win. Yeah. That would be pretty crazy. But I mean, who's stopping them right now? Yeah, I don't really see anybody stopping them right now. It's crazy. I hope Loyola Chicago does. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'm rooting for them so bad. But yeah, uh, my picks were, you know, one we had, we're in lock agreement. Uh, Syracuse plus six and a half. I like over Villanova Baylor game to go over 142. And then my sleeper picks, uh, at least for this episode, I uh, like Adam Wainwright. And uh, was that the only one I gave? I thought. Oh, I, Nick Wickren. What? Nick Wick, Nick Wickren too. Oh right, yeah, that's the other one. Jeez, it's getting so late. I don't even know what's going on here. Well, people hear this, they're gonna be like, "What are you talking about? It's early. What are you it's talking morning. about? What are you talking about, Nick Wickren? Who's that?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which Nick and Diddy grin. Um, yeah, Alex, uh, let everybody know where they can find you and and uh, what you got going on like in the coming days. Yeah, so uh, you can find me on Twitter at Alex Keeler. It's A-L-E-X-K-I-E-L-A-R, just so you know the spelling, because sometimes people mess it up. But, um yeah, I've got some, you know, the baseball season coming up, so I'll be doing some more previews, uh, team previews for this for MLB. Uh, and then once the season starts, be doing DFS for some of the days of the week. We'll be doing that for every day of the week. Some one somebody will be coming out with it for the site prime time. I know you'll be doing it at least once a week. So mm-hmm. excited to get started with that, and then fantasy stuff do during the week too. So. Yeah, yeah, dude, I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. It's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. I'm getting so jacked. Like, I, like my my muscles are popping out of my body. Yeah, I, I know. I'm I'm getting excited for the draft, too, now, the NFL draft. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not quite there yet. Like, see, I, I am excited because I want to know what's going to happen with – I want to know what's going to happen – but I'm just not quite to the point where I'm, like, diving in deep to a lot of these players, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm still, like, so much into baseball right now where I'm like, I can't do it. But, yeah. of course, monitoring, like, free agency and stuff, I've been I've been all over that, like, seeing what's happening, but, you know. Yeah. I'm going to be, uh, like, I'm going to be all into baseball for, like, the next week or two, and then after that I'll probably get more into the NFL draft. Yeah, I'm probably going to be the same way. Yeah. I, I mean, think that's how it's going to be. 
after the Eagles made that trade, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna end up doing the the their mock their seven round mock draft soon because like I just want to dive into that since they made that trade to twelfth overall. Yeah. 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 How do you feel about that? I'm kind of on the fence. Like I know they picked up so many picks. Like I mean, they picked up. They're gonna end up having three first round picks next year. I mean, if the Wentz trade ends up turning into a first rounder, but like I don't know. They they could have had Chase at six. That's that was my dream. Either Chase or Pitts, but they're not gonna have either one now. Right. I just I don't know. Like if they can end up getting Parsons at twelve or somewhere like that, like I would be happy. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so what? What if uh, what if Smith were to fall, or are you out on him? No, I would love Smith too if he fell. But there is, is that? Do you do you even see him falling? I don't think he will. I think he's going probably top five. Yeah. Well, well yeah. I think I think Waddle might fall though, because he I think he would be decent. He would be good too. I saw some people having him in like the top seven though. A lot of oh, like top, I don't know if you saw like some of these mocks, but oh. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, we'll we'll dive into it. Yeah. Uh, I know he's here soon, but uh. Yeah, not really what we were talking about today, but somehow we get sidetracked. Sorry, a lot. I got the, I got off the the rails <laughs> when we were supposed to close out the episode. And we're like, oh, let's give us uh, like five let's more minutes of draft content, you know, whatever. Yeah, Eagles let's trades. Just, let's bring on Mike to talk about some stuff too. <laughs> Mike will be will be another hour. Yeah, Mike, bring on Mike Mason and the whole gang. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, Alex, this has been fun, dude. Uh, we're going to do this again. I mean, that goes without saying. So I uh, just want to thank all the listeners, anybody listening to this, and hopefully these bets hit for you. Uh, appreciate you listening to the podcast. Leave a five-star rating or review wherever you can if you if you feel like it. Definitely helps out me, helps out the show. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at sheet. Follow me at the riot 326 Follow Alex at Alex Keeler, and we'll talk soon. Have a good one. Peace.